This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. College football, welcome back. I didn't watch them damn games last week. The whole, what was that, uh, Central Arkansas versus Western Kentucky or something like that. I, Austin P. I ain't watched that. I, it was a lot of hype surrounding the game, but I ain't watch it. The real start was this week. So right off the bat, 12 o'clock today, you had Kansas State and Arkansas State. I wasn't that confident that Kansas State was going to beat them. But when they went up 7 nothing, I was like, okay, they're taking care of business. Of course, I was flipping back between that and then the Raging Cajuns, Louisiana game. See, I had to turn my mic up. I was playing around. <laughs> but I was flipping back and forth between the Kansas State game and the Iowa State game and the Mystics game and then the North Carolina game. It was pretty interesting. But then I saw... Arkansas State tied up 7-7. I was like, okay, this team might be in trouble now. And sure enough, they were. They were going back and forth, back and forth. And how about that kid, Jonathan Adams? He's like, um, he's kind of of a a skinny receiver. Well, he's not that skinny, but he's tall. He's a tall receiver, but he's physical. And he was dominating those Kansas State receivers. Eight receptions, 98 yards, and three touchdowns? Could have had four. They had this one catch where he caught it with one hand, but he was out of bounds. I'm sure his draft stock is going to go up after that. That was incredible. Or maybe Kansas State isn't that good. We'll see. Now, I will say this, though. Out of all the teams we've lost to in the Big 12 the past few years, Iowa State and Kansas State have been two of the teams. So we can't sleep on them. I'm talking about OU. OU cannot sleep on them when they play them. Especially Iowa State. We want they were one play away from losing to Iowa State last year. They were down 23 to Kansas State. So I, as funny as it is and as bad of a look it is to uh, to the Big 12, OU cannot sleep on that team. They cannot. But if they play like they did today, OU is going to kill them. Kill them. Even with all those missing people. Now, Iowa State lost. That was a a close game. It was a slow start. It was 0-0 for a while. Then the teams got going. And then, like, Louisiana Lafayette went up 17-14. And all of a sudden, Iowa State's offense just disappeared. They couldn't block anymore. Receivers weren't getting open. They couldn't run the ball. Like, what happened? And then this what really sealed the game, Louisiana Lafayette, with that punt return. I was like, oh, I was hyphen it. I was like, oh, go, go, go. And then I realized, I was like, wait a minute. This makes the Big 12 look bad. And if Oklahoma goes undefeated or have one losses, we ain't going to get in because our conference is going to, have like a a lower strength of schedule. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I was caught in the moment. I was like, go, go. I was just hype, man. It's just, as a sports fan, you love to see those type of upsets. But as a Big 12 fan who hopes your team can make the playoffs, it's not good. Not good at all. But welcome back, college football. And by the way, by the way, Duke and Notre Dame, it's a four-point game. Oh, my God. By the time I record and edit this and post it, one of these teams would have been won by now, probably Notre Dame. But I find that interesting that they're in the second half and Notre Dame is struggling. Uh, I did the outkick bet thing on the over-unders, and I did it wrong. I was supposed to do over-unders, not pick who's going to win. So I completely messed that up. Oh, well, I got my DraftKings lineup. I got my FanDuel lineup. I wanted to make a blog on DraftKings and FanDuel. Probably not. I'll probably do a little research and then put in one more DraftKings lineup. But it just is what it is. I mean, there's some skill involved, but there's a lot more luck involved in that. But welcome back, college football. I'll talk about OU and Missouri State later. 
but that's coming up tonight. Hopefully, I can get this episode out before the game starts. <laughs> we'll see, though. Now, the NBA playoffs, the Celtics and the Raptors, great series. I'm not going to lie. Game six, I got frustrated, and I turned it off. Well, partly because I had to go do lift and make some money. But I turned it off after the second overtime because at the end of the game, these guys, they looked tired, and they weren't executing down the stretch. And some of these last-minute offensive plays were horrendous. I was like, y'all like this? This is ridiculous. And, of course, they went one more overtime. I was like, I can't stay for one more overtime. This is ridiculous. They might be playing all night because it don't look like they're going to execute down the stretch, either team. And sure enough, um, even that shot by Kyle Lowry in the third overtime, even that was a lucky shot. So, come on, man. I I just had to turn it off. I I couldn't take it anymore. But the Celtics move on. What I saw last night was – what once again late game execution but this time the Celtics did a little bit better but on defense because on offense they were missing missing free throws and taking bad shots but on defense they were blocking shots they were contesting shots they were making things difficult on the Raptors who I don't know why they were iso balling and Notre Dame scored they're up 11 but anyway, the Celtics just looked like they were a slightly better team, and that's how it turned out. They won in seven because they were a slightly better team, and they made a few more defensive plays to win. It's just It was just like the Rockets and the Thunder. Same, same thing. The Raptors fought and they fought, but at the end of the day, the Celtics were too much, too many clutch defensive plays, especially Marcus Smart with the block. With the chase down block, man, if you a Celtics fan, you want to run through a wall for that guy. That was incredible. For sure. That was spectacular. Wow. I was going to talk about, jump back and talk about Arkansas State, Arkansas State and Kansas State, how Arkansas State had an obvious fake punt and Kansas State ends up committing a pass interference that didn't help them either by the way this is just crazy man crazy day of football for sure (laughs) crazy day of football so the lakers up 3-1 it's just the last two games just lebron just turns up just just have turned up i think it was game three game three had 26 in the first half Like in some of these plays LeBron is making, like the one-handed alley-oop where Rondo threw it off the backboard, another one where he dunked on Westbrook, and then another one where he swatted Westbrook, man. And there was another one where Caruso threw it up and he, he slammed it with one hand. I'm like, good Lord, LeBron is still LeBron. They have no answer for LeBron and Anthony Davis, and we all predicted that. We all saw that coming. I, can the Rockets force a game six? They, possibly. I don't think so. I thought the Clippers would close out the Nuggets. They didn't. And here we go. they fallen into the same trap that the Jazz did, get up 3-1, uh, kind of relax game five. Well, game five... The Clippers had a lead. I thought they was going to close it out. And then all of a sudden, Jokic got hot. Murray got hot. Grant hit a three. And then the Clippers, they're just they're just forcing threes. They're just jacking up threes. Kawhi made a couple, and I was like, watch. They're not going to take a single shot in the paint after this. And sure enough, they didn't. They just kept jacking up threes. And they lost. Now you got Jamal Murray hype. Now you got him into it. You got Jokic into it. Oh, boy. This might go seven now. You didn't. You didn't made this team believe. This team is used to going seven games. Their last three series, all seven-game series. You didn't got this team back into it. You got them believing. This is going seven. I, I'm going to say it right now. This is going seven. And that's great for Lakers fans because that tires out the Clippers and it might make it easier to beat them. Still got the Clippers winning, 
but it looks like this is gone seven. Like the Clippers done messed up. If they didn't choke in the fourth quarter, the series would be over right now. But they did, and just expect game seven. I think game seven will be Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Get ready for it. So now let's get to the NFL preseason. Oh, by the way, uh, before I get to NFL preseason, Jalen Brown was spectacular. He saw his dunk over a newbie. That was crazy. Michael Porter Jr., how he showed up last night. He hit a clutch three to put him up, I think, four. No, to put him up five. And then he came back on the other end and with a clutch block. People gave him crap for saying we need to pass the ball. We need to swing the ball. We just keep calling plays for Murray and Jokic. They probably handled that internally. He came back and he responded and he came up big. So he looks like a genius. He looks like a genius. Because we were all saying, like, why would you say that? Like, why would you open your mouth? Why are you being selfish? Then Michael Porter Jr. came out and killed it last night. Man, go ahead, bro. You can say whatever you want from now on. I don't care. You play like that, say whatever you want. Just keep producing on the on the court. That's all I care about. That's all anyone cares about. And that's what he's doing. Thank God. Now let's move on. Everyone's doing this NFL preseason predictions. I might as well, too. I mean... This is just a standard start to the season. You do your fantasy lineups. I'm in four fantasy uh, leagues. And then for me, I got daily fantasy, which somewhat helps me with daily, with, with uh, season-long fantasy, traditional fantasy, because I, I get to know what's where the sleepers are, and it helps me in waiver wires. So if you haven't considered playing DraftKings and FanDuel, you might as well. I mean, one, you might win some money, and two, it might help you in your traditional fantasy league with your friends and your coworkers because you get to you get to see who's hot, who's cold, and you get to find some sleepers you can pick up from the waiver wire. I'm just saying. So that helps me later in the season. But I guess I'll do my predictions. Let's see. I got the AFC division winners as the Ravens, Titans, Chiefs, and Patriots. I got the AFC Wild Cards, Browns, and Steelers. The divisional round, I got Browns and Ravens, Chiefs and Steelers. Conference Championship, I got Chiefs and Ravens. It's like, man. At first, I had the Browns, I think. I just can't do it. I I can't put the Browns over the Ravens yet. I just don't think they're ready. I just don't think I just don't think they had the pieces to get over that hump yet. They might win a game in a regular season, but I don't think they're gonna beat them in the playoffs. We gotta see if they make the playoffs. <laughs> but anyway, I got the Ravens winning the conference championship over the Chiefs. Uh, people flip flop. A lot of people got the Chiefs, but some people got the Ravens. But mostly, you know, a lot of people got either the Chiefs or the Ravens coming out. I haven't heard too much else. I'm going with the Ravens. So the NFC division winners, I got the Eagles. That's mostly bias. I'm not 100% confident, but I got the Eagles winning the division still with all the injuries. 49ers, Packers, Saints. Wild cards, Bucks and Cowboys. Yeah, I know. I'm leaving out the Vikings. I'm leaving out leaving out the Falcons. I'm leaving out the Rams, the Seahawks, the Cardinals. I know, I know. But I think the Cowboys are just too talented. And they're gonna find a way to get in the playoffs. So the wild card round. I got the Eagles beating the Cowboys, and I got the Bucks beating the Packers. Yeah. So it was a conference championship. At first, I had the Eagles beating the 49ers, but then I thought about it. I was like, ah, nah, I don't think so. Uh, 49ers will win. And then I got Saints and Bucks. I went back and forth on that. I had the Bucks win at first, but now I was like, nah. Saints, nah, I, I think this is the Saints year. The Saints are going to beat them. And then I got the Saints beating the 49ers. They won't choke at home this time. They'll finally get it right. So now we got uh, Ravens and Saints, and I got the Ravens winning 
the Super Bowl. We'll see what happens. I could be wrong. But for now, I got the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. I wanted to do the Eagles so bad, but I ain't that confident. There you go. Ravens over Saints. Book it. It's it's a safe prediction, but screw it. That's That's what I'm thinking. So the Chiefs beat the Texans. I knew Mahomes and the weapons that the Chiefs had were going to be too much for the Texans. I predicted off air that it would be 34-24 Chiefs. It ended up being 34-20 Chiefs. Or I had 31-21. Either way, I was really close. Chiefs won. Chiefs won. Uh, Superman Watson came out too late. Clyde Edwards Hilaire was spectacular. I think he had like 25 carries, 122 yards, and a touchdown. That's crazy. I knew once I um, once the radio guys remind me, some somebody on the radio reminded me that Damian Williams was going to be out, that he opted out. Once I got reminded of that, I was like, yeah, Edwards Hilaire is going to get a lot of touches. But I didn't realize that it was too late, so I didn't pick him on any of my fantasy leagues. If I knew that, if I had remembered that Damian Williams opted out, I probably would have drafted Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Nah, it is what it is. He killed it. He had a great rookie debut. He's going to have a great year. He's probably going to have over 1,000 yards rushing. He's probably going to have another 300, 400 receiving. And, man, whoever got him, man, you are fortunate. (laughs) You are fortunate and enjoy. Enjoy the ride because this is going to be fun, especially if you stack him with Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. I know somebody got them, them three on one team in traditional fantasy. But that's an easy stack to make with when they have a good matchup on daily fantasy like DraftKings and FanDuel. Oh, man. Tyreek Hill, Mahomes, and Edwards Hilaire. Or you could do Mahomes, Kelsey, and Edwards Hilaire. Like, man, that's a good DraftKings lineup. You can build around that. Wow. I was just very impressed. I knew he was going to be good, but damn. He was he was amazing. Deshaun Watson. I knew if the Texans had any chance, Deshaun Watson had to go off. But once again, he had no help, especially on the defensive end. It just wasn't enough. Watson tried with his heroics in the fourth quarter. They scored twice. They scored twice after being down 31-7. <laughs> they just don't have enough. That's why I got them missing the playoffs. Like, Deshaun Watson's going to try to will them to the playoffs. It's going to be very hard. I tell you that. He needs some more pieces. So, I think that's it for the NFL for now. Uh, we'll see what happens. I'm going to talk about the Washington sitcom versus the Eagles later. Maybe next week I'll pick all the games live on the air. Live on the air. This isn't live. Come on. (laughs) But I'll probably pick all the games next week. But this week, just focus on the Chiefs and Texans and the Eagles and the Eagles and the Washington sitcom. Whatever their name is. Oh, man, I love it. (laughs) All right, man. But sticking with football, though, I love Kaepernick on Madden. So, of course, you know what I had to do? I had to start a franchise with Cap in it. I chose the Dolphins because I like playing with Breda. I put Kaepernick on the Dolphins. I picked up Earl Thomas. I got Tony Jefferson. And then I immediately started 3-0. Then, just recently, I lost to the Seahawks because um, I stalled on offense a lot. I think I had, like, No, I had about 200 yards. I had 230 yards with Kaepernick. I couldn't really run the ball, and I I had bad play calling at the end, and that's why I lost 17-13 to the Seahawks. But it's good to see Kaepernick on Madden. No matter what you think about him, some people, of course, think it's political and left-leaning and 
more than left-leaning. It's more like straight-out, full-on liberal bias. And I completely understand that. But it's just so cool to see him on a game. You know, you want to see him in the NFL, but this is the closest you're going to get. And it's fun, man. I'm going to keep you updated on my season with Kaepernick on the Dolphins. I had to sit to it down. I'm sorry. He has, he has a hidden dev trait. And whenever anyone has a hidden dev trait, you got to play them so they could get their dev trait. But nope, 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 nope. Can't do that, bro. Uh, Tua, maybe I'll start Tua next season. Or maybe I'll just roll out with Kaepernick the next year. We'll see. We'll see. But for now, I'm enjoying the ride. Pause. Pause. <laughs> oh, man. I love Cap on Madden. People, people going to hate. Haters going to hate. But I love it. I love it. Great move by EA and the NFL. I know people going to disagree with that. But it's it's just cool, man. It's just fun to see. No matter what the politics is behind it. Oh, let's get it. So, the DC Sports Carousel. <laughs> I wish I had my sound associated with it, but, you know, that's poor preparation by me. I'll get on that next week. Uh, let's start with the Nats. The Nats, by the time I did my notes, they had won four or five. Then they played against the Braves twice. And they split with the Braves so far, and they got, like, two more games against them. This makes me mad because they had the Braves 5 nothing in the first game, and then the next game they had them, like, 6-1 in the second game. The first game, they choke, they lose by a run. This game, last night, they choke, but this time, luckily, they were able to hold on in 12 innings. And they won eight to seven. So we just gonna undo what we did in the Rays series, winning two games against the hottest team in the AL. Just gonna undo that, bro. The sense of urgency gotta be there. You are behind five games. It may be four now. You are behind four or five games in the wild card race. You need to get going because there is not long left. In the season, it is September. You need to get going. It is like maybe maybe 15 games left and you're five games back. The hell are you doing? You need to get it together if you want to make the playoffs. Now, if you want to tank, tank. And we can get one of them, you know, really good college players. But we could get maybe our next ace. But if you keep messing around, I mean, but if you want this playoffs, got to get it together. Got to beat the Braves the next two games. We got to sweep the, the Rays again. We got to beat the Mets three out of four. We got to beat the Phillies three out of four. I think that's it. I'm pretty sure that's the season. I think we got the Braves two more times. Got the Rays two more times. Got the Phillies four times. Got the Mets four times. That's got to be it. That's got to be the season. You have to win the vast majority of those games. You can't lose no more. Then maybe three, four times. If you really want to make the playoffs, you got to damn near be undefeated. That's what that's the situation you put yourself in now. I'm tired of Trey Turner and Soto carrying us. Trey Turner is batting 359. First in the NL and the MLB. Got nine home runs, six stolen bases, 25 RBI. Soto is batting, oh my God. My startup this is almost full. Uh, Soto is batting 356, six in the NL, 11 home runs, 27 RBI, number one in slugging percentage in the NL and MLB. But we're bottom 10 in team ERA. That's the problem right there. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Those guys need some help, man. This team got to get it together if they want to make the playoffs. If not, that's fine. We'll just come back next year and just watch football. I'm just saying. Now, the Mystics, the Mystics are doing a lot better in their race for eighth or the race for the playoff spot. A lot better. Remember when I said they had six games left and they had to beat, I don't know, three of the top six teams in the league? Uh, I said they were going to lose to them. Man, they beat all three of them. They beat the Lynx. They beat the Sparks. 
they beat the sky. I'm like, go ahead. That's what I'm talking about. I They would have beat the wings, but Arike Agumbawale hit some unbelievable three-point shot, which got on my damn nerves. But whatever. So Dallas got the sweep over us. Then they beat the Liberty today. They killed them. So now we're in the driver's seat for the eighth spot, the last playoff spot in the WNBA. So all the Mystics got to do. Oh, by the way, with a win today, they eliminated the Dream because Atlanta Dream, they have the tiebreak over the Dream no matter what. Now, they play the Dream tomorrow. No matter what happens, they have the tiebreaker over them. However, they don't have the tiebreaker over the Dallas Wings because they lost to the Dallas Wings twice, and those were two winnable games especially the last one. He lost to him twice. The Wings are going to beat the Liberty. Let's keep it real. So it's going to be max drama for the Mystics and Dream tomorrow. I'll probably watch it, even though it's smack dab in the middle of NFL football. I'm probably going to watch it. And it's do or die. You got to win. The, the Wings are going to beat the Liberty. Let's keep it real. You got to beat the Dream. The Dream are going to be mad. They got eliminated. They made this run. They went on a hot streak of their own, and they fell short. They're going to be mad. They're going to be salty. They're going to try to end the Mystics' playoff hopes and bring them down with them in a crab-in-the-bucket type of situation. The Mystics got to win, point-blank period. We've been riding the, riding on the backs of uh, Atkins, Mesa Men, and Heinz Allen. They got to come through tomorrow, or they leaving the bubble. It's that simple. You want a shot at the fifth seed currently is the Mercury. I mean, that's a tough matchup, but you rather have the chance in a one-game playoff and a one-game playoff against the Mercury. Of course, you're a competitor. You want that chance. You want that chance? You got to beat the Dream. Period. Because the Wings have the tiebreaker, and I can't see them losing to the Liberty. Not with Arike Agumbawale on their team. So good good luck, Mystics. I, I believe in them. I do think they'll win. I do think they'll win, but it's going to be tough. Atlanta Dream is going to bring it, even though they're out and this is their last game. So here we go. What's, what's next? Now you got the Washington sitcom. So Washington sitcom are going against my Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. There hasn't been any trash talk. It kind of helps that... You know, I haven't really been around people, honestly, this week. I've mostly been, oh, I can't say that. If you count Lyft as being around people, then okay. But no one really talks in a Lyft. People just want to get where they want to go. And I don't initiate conversation because, you know, I just don't want to. (laughs) Anyway, man, it hasn't been any trash talk. Very little. Both teams' fan bases are kind of unsure about their team. So maybe that's why. Anyway, there is a game happening tomorrow. Eagles skins or Eagles Washington sitcom. I got the Eagles winning 27-20. Miles Sanders may be questionable, but we got Boston Scott. Got Carson Wentz. Jalen Rager looks like he's playing. We got all this speed on the field. Washington sitcoms in trouble with their shaky secondary. Kendall Fuller, I heard, is questionable. Ronald Darby, he was just on our team, and he wasn't that good. Oh, he was okay. He was okay. I can't play him and say he wasn't that good. He just had a lot of injury issues. Man, listen. I think both teams' receivers are going to eat, so I expect some numbers. I expect some yards. I expect some points. I'm just saying. I wish I could see AD one more time, but he's with the Lions. I want to see what this Antonio Gibson hype is all about. Is he really as good as these 1067 the fan guys keep talking about? Chad Dukes, Grant and Danny, they are hyping Gibson up. I don't know. I haven't really heard from the junkies, but they are really hyping this kid up. I want to see what he does. Sure, he was great at Memphis. This is the NFL. And can you block Fletcher Cox? (laughs) 
Can you block Fletcher Cox? Can you block Brandon Grant? I don't know if our uh I don't know if Barnett and Hargrave are healthy, but just watch. Malik Jackson, I mean, listen, not playing. Got just got too much on the Eagles, but it's it's gonna be a tough game. As long as Washington has a like a competitive team and no injuries or very little injuries, they usually get the Eagles fits. So I'm expecting a tight game, and I got the Eagles winning, of course. Of course. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So go Birds. All right, so that's it for – that is it for the D.C. Sports Carousel. Now let's get to the Sooner Schooner. After further review and questionable financial decisions, I have decided not, and I repeat not, to buy the pay-per-view for tonight's game, OU versus Missouri State. It's a shame. I know I know all the Sooner fans are going to be like, oh, you're not a real fan. Um, but, hey, the point is my bank account looking funny, so I'm not going to take any risk. I'm just going to follow the Twitter updates. Maybe I can find a bootleg stream or something. It's just that simple. And the you this was this would be a time where I would go downtown and watch the game with the DC Sooners, but they're not meeting this year. They're not meeting this year, so I can't do that. So I just got to follow along on Twitter and then watch the highlights on YouTube. That's what I've been doing anyway. But that was out of just pure ignorance of not knowing where to find the game. This time, I know, but I just don't want to go through the, the hassle. So there you go. But nevertheless, you know, I tried to listen to some OU football podcasts, but they they didn't really talk much about the opponent. So I wasn't really – no one's really worried about them. They just know that Bobby Petrino is the coach. Missouri State is rebuilding. They got a nice little receiver duo. They got an experienced offensive line. They got decent size on the defensive line. And that's it. Other than that, everyone expects them to kill Missouri State. I guess I do too. It doesn't look good when you're just trying to you're in day one of a rebuild and you gotta play one of the best programs in the country. You're gonna fucking die. Forty nine fourteen. Oklahoma. I'm going with that. Also, here we go. Uh, TJ Pledger starting. Someone on Twitter went as far as to say Marcus Major could be the next Adrian Peterson. I've never heard of this guy. That's a, See, maybe I should turn in my Oklahoma fan card because I'm not buying pay-per-view and I know nothing about Marcus Major. I know very little about Oklahoma recruiting other than the main guy. So <laughs> maybe I should hand in my fan card. I'm interested to see what those running backs do. And I'm just finding out that Kennedy Brooks opted out. Dope. Dope. Wow. <laughs> I'm so oblivious. Just goes to show I don't really pay much attention until the season starts. <laughs> Uh, I'll get it together, trust me. I do like our secondary. They are experienced, but then again, we've been through this before with experience, a more experienced defense, and we still give up a ton of yards and a ton of points. We'll see what happens, man. I believe in Alex Grinch. Listen, I, they'll be fine. I expect them to be back in the playoffs or at least Big 12, 12 champs again. Uh, we just got to see what happens. If things go south, Please don't go too hard on Lincoln Riley and Spencer Riley. I know we're spoiled and want to win, but just don't don't give them too much crap, all right? I'm just saying. Well, oh, and I'm excited to see Brian Asamoa. I saw him play when he was in high school. My first trip to Columbus, I got to see him play. And I've been rooting for the kid ever since, so now he's starting, so we'll see what, how that goes. Uh, that's it for the Sooner Schooner. I'm about to hop off. And now we're going to get to 
the KBO. The KBO. It's been a while since I've talked about the KBO, but it's still going. And the season's going to be going into, I think the season got about a month left. Yeah, we got about a month left in the season. And things are kind of staying the same at the very top and the very bottom. NC Dinos is still number one. People have tried to catch up. People have gotten to a half game, as close of a ha- as a half game to NC Dinos, but they're still number one. They're still number one in the favorites to win it all. SK and Hanwha, still the worst two teams. Now, check this. Hanwha is so bad that SK went on a 10-game losing streak, and Hanwha is still in last. How does that happen? You know what's funny? SK and Hanwha were semifinal teams a few years ago. Damn, that's crazy. So I guess both teams are rebuilding. I don't know how you rebuild in the KBO. Maybe it's just like every other league. You got a farm system and you got free agents, and that's how you build your team up. Maybe that's it, but damn, bro, they are awful. And then Samsung's kind of fall into that category. They are firmly in eighth place. They are it's ten teams. They're firmly in eighth place by like five or six games. So they've kind of fallen off. So then you got all them teams between Kiwoom, Doosan, LG, Kia, KT, and Lote. You got all those teams fighting for five spots. Um, six teams fighting for five spots. It's gonna be a shit show. I don't know who is going to end up on the outside looking in. Right now, it's I think it's Lote that's in that sixth spot. Damn, I feel sorry for whoever in six or seven. That's that's gotta just suck. <laughs> uh, maybe it'll be Key and Lote. But I don't know. All it takes is a bad end of the season, a bad two weeks of October, and you'll be out. But hey, I it's a crazy the the race, the playoff race in the middle of the pack is crazy. LG is in second now. Kiwoom is in third. Doosan is in fourth. This is crazy. I thought Kiwoom and Doosan were for sure gonna be two and three, but they're not. That's crazy. Uh let's see. So, I guess one reason LG caught up to everybody is Kim Hong Soo is batting 349 and Robert Ramos has 31 home runs. Yeah, that'll help. Uh, Doosan still has the three of the top 10 in batting average. Mel Rojas still leads the league in home runs and RBI. He has 37 home runs, 101 RBI. Dude, it's killing it. KT is in fifth right now, and I really hope they make the playoffs because I want to see Mel Rojas in the playoffs. But uh, we'll see. Their pitching outside of one guy is not good. So I, I don't know how far they're going to go. So Dan Strally from Lotte, Lotte, which is – I would love to see Lotte versus KT. Lotte should win. But Dan Strally on the mound, oh, pfft, it's a wrap. <laughs> 147 strikeouts, at least 23 more than everyone else. I wish I could play uh, daily fantasy sports with with this, with Korean baseball. It'd be dope. You just you pick an ace from NC Dinos, Doosan, uh, Kiwoom, or Lotte, and it's a wrap. Uh, Jokic leads in Jokic leads in ERA. He plays for Kiwoom, followed by Brooks from Kia. Alicantra and Strawley. Hey man, the KBO's heating up. Sure, in the end, it might turn out that NC Dinos will win it all. Oh, and I was wrong about the playoff format. This is how it really goes. Cause I looked at how it was last year. You got the wild card matchup four and five. It's just like the NBA. The fourth seed only has to win once. The fifth seed has to win two in a row. Then the winner plays the third seed. And that's best two out of three. And then the winner plays the second seed. That's best two out of three. And then the winner is in the... No, 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 no. That's the best three out of five. And then the winner goes against the number one seed. And that 
is a seven game series. Weird, weird. I think it's a one, three, five, seven format. <laughs> I don't know if that's weird or is that exciting. Just imagine that in the MLB. That would be crazy. If we had a format like that, the Dodgers might have won it all. The Dodgers or the Astros probably would have won it all. <laughs> but thank goodness we don't have that nonsense over here. But hey, man, I'm going to keep following it. And hopefully they show the playoffs on ESPN, especially the Korean series. I want to see that. Now, Odell had some nonsense where... There was a story or rumor about him liking liking crap on his chest from a woman. He likes getting crapped on. And people ran with that. And even I was ha-ha and a key-keying. But then I realized, oh, no, this is cap. This is cap. I don't believe these women. I mean, these are women that um, are have a podcast under Adam22, No Jumper, Uh I don't believe them, bro. It sounds like cap. It sounds ridiculous. I think they just saying that just to get viewers or they misremembering it. But but then again, Odell hasn't said a word. I don't know if that's because he's focusing on maybe because it's he's focusing on the Ravens and doesn't want to involve himself in that nonsense or maybe he they're they're right. If the girls are right, then I apologize. But even if they're right, it's none of our business. He likes what he likes, even if we think it's disgusting. And some women say guys like that. But then again, our crazy human minds and our sexuality is crazy. So who knows? Some of us are into some crazy stuff. We just don't want to talk about it. And we don't talk about it. This is probably another example. But it's none of our business. I think it's cap. Maybe we should stop talking about it. Y'all going to keep making jokes. But we're not even sure this is true. Like, come on. Now, Daniel House. What are you doing? Man, listen. I wish I could have stories like this guy had. Where I can, out of nowhere, on command, see a a hot chick and and say, Oh, you want to come over? Oh, you want to, you know, you want to get down in the car or, or in this room right here? I wish I had stories like that. But in this situation, or maybe I don't because it's lust. And yeah, lust is great in temporary sense if you get the benefit of it. But in the long term, it's not. It just causes a lot of frustration. So I'm trying to work on that. It's hard. Anyway, I guess it'd be nice to, to get some from some attractive person working in the bubble some attractive chick working in a bubble but there's strict rules you're in the playoffs you're down 3-1 to the lakers you get caught with a covid tester in your room they caught you in 4k how do you let them catch you in 4k in 4k come on bro there are rules you gotta follow it listen and the the bad thing is he had a wife and kids. So now he's going to have a messy situation with that. All just for a little bit of, you know, lust and pleasure. <laughs> I said I, I wish stuff like that would happen to me, but maybe not. Because then you got to take all that comes with it afterwards. So uh, maybe maybe it's not all that great to begin with. But man, why, bro? You got just focus on the NBA playoffs. You couldn't wait, at least, or just not do it. Or you could have had your wife and kids in the bubble. Goddamn. I don't know. There's a lot of about the story we don't know. But from the looks of it, ah, man. It just looks like Daniel House just got caught up in it, got caught up in the lust. And he, you know, had, had a little fun. <laughs> I'm saying that as nice as I can, bro. You already know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is, bro. God damn, just focus, man. Just focus. You got to try to come back from 3-1. You worrying about smashing some uh, COVID tester. Come on, dog. Come on, man. But, hey, we got to hear the full side of his story. 
We got a maybe here from the COVID tester. Maybe there's something there we don't know. I'm just saying. Oh, it doesn't matter anyway because the Rockets are going to be leaving the bubble tonight because of LeBron James, King James from Akron. Just saying. It is a wrap. Lakers in five. So now the hypothetical, the hypothetical game of the episode is finally that meme card battle. A shout out the Ye Old Crime Podcast for their South China. Oh, oh my God. This South China episode. And I got to learn about Ching Si. She sounds cool, but terrifying. Like, she led thousands of men on these ships, robbed, steal, killed, pillaged, whatever. This girl's ruthless. She got married, and she was a stripper, right? Like another, like, Cardi B or something. Ruthless. She, listen, she got married, married her stepson, led all these ships, led all these men. Finesse, when she, you know what I'm saying, got caught and, and um, kind of had to surrender, she was able to finesse her way out of, like, a lesser punishment and got to keep a lot of her, her men and her ships. But if you went against her, you died. And then Frederick Douglass, man, oh my God. That's her opponent, Frederick Douglass, just, just amazing. You could just research what, what he did, man. He's important person in black history. Lived in Southeast for a little bit. It's my guy. Frederick Douglass, the man, the legend, the GOAT level hero, the abolitionist, the writer, the social reformer, and like I said, the Southeast D.C. resident. Hey, he, he representing today for sure. But he's in a meme card battle. This is funny. Two important historical figures going against each other in a Yu-Gi-Oh! meme card battle. This is hilarious. <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> oh man so right off the top they shuffle their cards uh ching C starts out and she plays the strong power card she plays the strong power card and then um douglas frederick douglas plays the mike pence major zap card strong power some kid that says some weird thing and so the strong power card that ching C's play is a card where to thank people who give you, who give strength to you and support you and you post to cry. <laughs> oh man, that's that's an attack card, 2000 and Mike Pence major zap. Mike Pence just does his old man thing and just zaps you. <laughs> oh man, and that is that right there is I got it right here the attack is 2000 so they attack each other boom they now Ching C and Frederick Douglass both down to 6000 they play trap cards Ching C plays defender roast your ass boy <laughs> roast, roast Frederick Douglass about his shoes and then Frederick Douglass plays the plays the free candy card which is supposed to trap kids that try to go after uh free candy in a box <laughs> that didn't work that didn't work on jinxy anyway moving on <laughs> moving on so jinxy plays sonic the hedgehog a hedgehog that fights crime <laughs> you know Sonic the Hedgehog, you played that game. I'm sure you have. But, however, Frederick Douglass comes back with the Rick Roll in defense. So, Ching C got Rick Rolled. Oh my God. Damn. <laughs> so, Rick Roll, that was a defense. That was played as a defense card. That was 2,500. And Sonic was played as an attack. That's 2,100. So now 
So now Ching C is fifty six hundred left and Frederick Douglass has six thousand. So if you get to zero, you lose. Frederick Douglass is winning. Oh boy. So now Ching C plays the trap card. Oh shit, what up though? She pulls up, say what's up, what's good, what's Gucci. But then <laughs> Frederick Douglass plays the trap card and be like, man, get out of here. He just points to the door. Get up out of here. Roll out. So now, so now they play their next monsters. Uh, Douglas puts out the indestructible Nokia, and Chingsi plays. Chingsi plays Drake, the Forbidden tor Tormentor, <laughs> as a defense card. That's one thousand. An indestructible Nokia of 500 attack. So, boom. Frederick Douglass down by 100 now. So, both so both of these guys decide to quit playing. They decide to quit messing around. They decide to quit playing. They decide to quit messing around. Both, both players decided to quit messing around. So Ching C, okay, Douglas played, Frederick Douglas played the monster card, the game, which means the game, you lost it. So the game is, should be automatically over. But Ching C played Jesus, which means she wins. They're supposed to cancel each other out. But as long as you got Jesus, you can never lose the game. What? One more time, as long as you got Jesus. You can never lose the game. So Ching C wins. She lucky she had the Jesus card. All right, that was fun, man. Ching C won the meme card battle. And that's it. That was a hypothetical game of the episode. And I'm out. Peace. Boomer. Sooner. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.